0: If you've been a listener to Sarasota Stories for a while now, would you do me a little favor? Go to our website, SarasotaStories.co, scroll down and enter your best email so you will know when all our episodes will air. It helps us know who's a fan and how many folks are listening. I certainly appreciate it. And now, on to today's episode. Frankly, I'm sick of talking or even thinking about COVID. It's been an incredibly disrupting force to everyone's life, including concert promoters. They love the music and the people they promote and want to get back to work. One music festival has been missing from Sarasota for the past two years, but no more. With renewed energy and enthusiasm, one of the best festivals in the entire United States is coming back April 15th, and you definitely don't want to miss it. Hi, I'm Bob Williams, and there's something I really believe about creating a healthy community. I believe that it is essential to hear each other's stories. To me, it's what really makes a town feel like a home. In fact, that is why I created the Sarasota Stories podcast. It's a podcast completely dedicated to helping people just like you get connected a little deeper with our neighbors in the greater Sarasota area. I do my best to bring you some of the most interesting business leaders, civic leaders, artists, authors, entrepreneurs, physicians, philanthropists, and others who are making a positive impact in our town. Today, I am very pleased to have Nick Katana, Vice President of the Rites of Spring Festival, better known as RozFest. As Nick shares, RozFest is one of North America's longest-running and most renowned art rock music festivals. During its 16-year tenure, RozFest featured over 160 bands from around the world. Returning after two years without live music, we couldn't be happier to head into 2022 with a new board of directors, a fresh vision, and most importantly, three days of groundbreaking, mind-melting live shows to remind us why RozFest rocks. In this episode, you'll learn... How RozFest started, the band lineup with iconic artists you will see and hear, the dates and incredible venue where it all happens, the after show party, and much, much more. As always, I'm so grateful you joined us today, and it is my hope that you will listen, learn, and connect. It is my pleasure today to welcome Nick Katona of RozFest. He is an organizer and board member, and he's talking about the upcoming festival right here in Sarasota. Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. Well, it's a pleasure having you on. It it was interesting how we came across your story there. Um, We were looking to promote some of the festivals in the area here, and I had gotten into the podcast business in between when you guys had to kind of shut down during this drastic virus for the last couple of years. So I was not aware of the history that you guys had in in Sarasota. And so I want to get into a little bit about RozFest, how you got involved with it, um, your role in it, and uh, just what it's going to look like uh, coming up here on, let's see, when is it, April, what is that, April 17th and 18th? 15th, 16th, and 17th. 15th, 16th, and 17th. It's going to be right here in Sarasota.
1: It'll be the second year in Sarasota. It'll be how long, I'm sorry? It'll be the second year in Sarasota. We've actually been around since 2000, and I want to say 2004. So this yeah. is our 17th year. Um, my partners and I, or the other directors and myself, um, actually took this festival over a year ago uh, from George, who was a friend of ours. Uh, we had been attending Ross Fest for many years. So... Uh, the board of directors is myself. I'm vice president, John Blangero, the uh, president of uh, the festival. Uh, we got Octavia Brown, who also does two days of Prague plus one in Italy. Um, she is uh, a director in, in, of promotions on uh, social media and in and, and other places. Uh, we got um, Lisa Witton from the UK. She's originally from the U.S., she used to be married to John Wetton until he okay. passed away. Sadly, um, she is also on the board. Uh, then there's myself, and then Tony Alonzo. He's uh, out of Sarasota, and he is uh, the manager for uh, one of my artists, who happens to be John Blangero, also the owner of the festival. So,
0: well, that's cool. Let, Let's—I'll tell you what. Let's back up and give our listeners a, a little bit of a background. What okay. is Ra- what is RozFest? Where did it begin? And then how did it come to Sarasota? RozFest stands for
1: Rights of Spring Festival. And uh, it originated in uh, Pennsylvania. It was at, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the theater. I think it was at the Cheswick before it moved on to, it was at two small theaters. One was the Ches- Cheswick and another one. Um, and then it moved to Gettysburg to the Majestic Theater, where it spent the remainder of its years prior prior to moving to Florida. Um, the owner, George Roldan, who's a good friend of ours, was getting married down here and and decided to move the festival to Florida. And he found a beautiful location, which is the Sarasota Opera House. I don't know if anyone's been there that's listening. If you have not been there, you got to go. It is just an outstanding venue. It is
0: lovely. I um, have been there.
1: So, 2019 was the first year uh, of Rossfest in Florida. And I got to tell you, it um, the people that have been supporting the festival for years, and we have people coming in from all over the world, from Japan, from the UK, from Switzerland, from Finland, and I'm not talking about artists. I'm just talking about people that support the festival that come in year after year after year. Uh, wow. They all totally fell in love with Sarasota. I mean... Gettysburg is great. I love Gettysburg, but how many times can you go to the battlefields? <laughs> you know, at, at least in Sarasota, there's so many things to do. Um, I did I did a search on, on on Wikipedia just for Sarasota. And there must be between all the different museums and and outdoor activities and restaurants and, and the art community I and mean, there's just so much to do, it's it, it blew me away.
0: Right. So right. Well, this this is I'm one of the problems that we're faced with right now is everybody's discovered Sarasota and so we're going through a massive boom down here. A lot of folks coming down from north and these are the types of festivals that, you know, I, frankly I think it just adds to the culture of the club. And so I was just really uh, glad to see when I got on your website, and it's a great w- website, it was rosfest.com.org, I'm sorry, rosfest.org. Uh, it's a very well-developed website, it has a lot of information about the festival. And so I was just really excited to, to, to see you guys. And so I'm definitely coming because I, I did not know you guys were there, but uh, I'm saying, honey, whether you're going or not, I'm heading over.
1: <laughs> yeah, we hope to see you there. Uh, Good. So the festival is about the festival itself. It's an art rock, progressive rock music festival. Yep. And, when, you know, A lot of people don't know what progressive rock is, um, but it would entail bands like Yes or Genesis or Pink Floyd or the Moody Blues. Uh, Those would be, you know, old school bands. But there's so many bands that are still recording today and they've been around for a long time. And then art rock um, is what we're trying to really aim more for because it, it encompasses progressive, but it also encompasses bands are a little bit more on the mainstream so like you would have like roxy music or uh, talking heads
0: yep Uh, two of my favorite bands
1: progressive bands david bowie very progressive but not in the true sense of the word so that's why we're just trying to make it a little bit easier for people to go i I know what rock is you know art rock you know i understand that progressive a lot of people go the, the problem is is you'll go so are you into progressive music and they'll go well what kind of bands? Genesis. Oh, I hate Genesis. So no, I don't like progressive. But
0: but you're missing well, the boat. They think the Phil Pro- Collins because Phil Collins was not progressive. He was a lot more pop. I think.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If you now mention progressive at any other given time, it could be their favorite band, and they'll go, "Oh, I don't like progressive music." It's just like you know, same thing with country or anything else. So, right. Um, I think there's a stigma behind it, but it's also a platform that needs to be explored and people need to know about it because it's an amazing platform of music. I mean, over the years, everything from Spock's beard to Kansas to, you know, I I just, I can go on for hours and hours. There's, there's over 50 different subgenres. you know, from prog metal to, to math, to, to, to progressive math, to neoprog. I mean, so, um, anyways, I I don't want to go on. No, that's okay.
0: No, that's uh, no, that's, that, that's what I want to hear. Uh, and I'm sure our listeners want to hear. Let's talk a little bit about the schedule that you have. You have, I'm looking here at the band lay uh, lineup. You have the Minstrels in the Garden, Rozfest, after show parties. Oh, that's, we want to talk about that. You have Lobate Scarf, Pattern Seeking Animals, Robert Berry 3.2, Tin Gen, John Anderson with the Paul Green Rock Academy. Uh, Academy. Many of you will remember John Anderson with Yes. Uh, you have the Tea Club, Jerry Harrison and Adrian Ballou, who was with one of my, Adrian Ballou was with one of my favorite uh, rock and roll guys back in the day, which was Frank Zappa. And uh, then you had Head of Wings, Dave Kersner, All-Star Prog Band. So you have quite a lineup here.
1: We do. I mean, uh, so let me run through it real quick, just give you like a little bit. So sure. Jerry Harrison and Adrian Ballou, uh, both were with uh, Talking Heads and, and a band called um, Turquoise. Yep. Uh, they're doing the Remain in Light album from Talking Heads. Um, and and they're kind of like uh, they're really what defines art rock to me. I mean, they they do everything from uh, like funk, R and B, jazz, fusion, pop, rock, prog, all mixed together. Yep. Kind of like a gumbo that you would eat in Mississippi or Louisiana. (laughs) Um, And so I'm excited. I mean, Adrian Blue, he said Zappa, David Bowie, King Crimson. uh, The list goes on. And Jerry Harrison said quite a few things as well. Um, So that's Friday night at 830 on the 15th. Next day we have... Uh, a band out of L.A. called Lobate Scarp that's opening up. Really, really good band. Um, been around for quite a few years. Then uh, that's 11 a.m. So we call that we call the 11 o'clock shows like the church of, of Prague because mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, it's some church hours. Um, <laughs> it, it, and, and I don't know who, who coined that phrase and where it started from but it kind of started there. And, and I think it started with the Sunday serve the Sunday, 11 o'clock shows and kind of worked into the Saturdays as well. Um, but you'd be surprised how many people will show up at an 11 o'clock event. I would say people that attend this event are there all day. They, they invest their entire time, the entire right. day they're, they're from 11 o'clock and the, they're there at nine. <laughs> you know, they're there shopping for t-shirts and CDs and <laughs> vinyl and whatever else, but, um, so the next band is at 2 o'clock. They're called Tenjin. They are from California and New York. They've been around for a long time. They've played festivals all over the world, including Baja Prague uh, and some venues in uh, Italy and Canada and all over. Robert Berry 3.2. Now, some of you may know who Robert Berry is. Some of you may not. Um, he was in a band called Three, which featured Keith Emerson. Him and Keith Emerson, have go back a ways.
0: And they is in Emerson, by- Lake, and Palmer? Yep. Correct. Oh, wow.
1: And so they created quite a bit of music together. And uh, while touring with uh, Keith Emerson over the years, uh, they played a lot of the Emerson, and Palmer repertoire. And uh, so Robert Barry will be playing a lot of that stuff, as well as music from all three of the three albums. Um, three, 3.1, 3.2. Yep. So. Uh, and then there's John Anderson with, this, with the Paul Green Rock Academy. Now, of course, you mentioned John Anderson being from Yes. I mean, he yes, he, he doesn't need an introduction. Everyone knows John. Anderson, of
0: course, yeah,
1: but, uh, hands down, uh, probably the Godfather of Prague. Right. Mm. Uh, the Paul Green Rock Academy is a um, a group of people led by Paul Green, and it's all kids that perform with his band, uh, with, with his, his organization. Uh, and they go out and do tours. John Anderson's been involved with them for years, and they do tours like every couple of years or once a year, they'll go out and they'll do a string of shows. And it's these kids, uh, and, and I really hate to use that word because people are going to go, oh, I'm not going to go we'll see John Anderson backed by a bunch of kids. I got to tell you, when you see these kids perform, they will knock your socks off. And then you can really appreciate how great Yes was um, because you have three different guitarists on stage to cre- recreate. And and I don't think it's because any of them can't do it themselves, but they got three kids that are just playing guitar just to recreate Steve Howe's signature sound.
0: Oh, wow. And, now, when and so you, when- now, when you use the term kids, when you use the term kids, how old are we talking about? Uh, We're talking high school. Okay. Yeah, yeah. High school, maybe
1: a little younger. High school, junior high. Um, So when they're recreating the sound of of Steve Howe, it's the studio version of Yes That You're Hearing. It's not the Steve Howe on tour trying to emulate everything on himself and then everything is backing tracks. So you're getting full on production of what that song was supposed to sound like. Uh, they've got two drummers, just which is pretty common in Prague. Genesis was known for that. Uh, I'm just tons of bands are known for double drummers. Um, Paul Green also goes out and does other bands' um, music with, with kids, and they're always different. Um, so I highly recommend it. Just to give you an idea, there's going to be 17 people on the stage, which are kids. Oh, wow. Just to recreate <laughs> everything from backing vocals to multiple keyboard players, multiple uh, drummers, multiple backing singers. I mean, just, it's just
0: going to be just magnificent. And I and you, bet they are just absolutely lit and thrilled to be a part of this. And the type of insights and historical perspective that they are getting and kind of the coaching they're getting is just you, – you just can't buy that. No, you
1: can't. I mean, they they're, they're going to learn everything from, you know, how to do a gig to – you know what it takes, and 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 the production aspect. Of, I mean, the, is a if you're a band and you're starting out and you don't have this kind of tool behind you, right? You got to learn everything. This is taught to you. And these kids, I'm telling you, they are top notch. Every one of these children that are part of this organization could be session musicians right now.
0: Wow! They could be.
1: They could be on the next Toto album or the next Aerosmith album or the next. Wow.
0: I mean, they are that good. Unbelievable! Wow, that's quite a um, that's quite a designation. That's quite an honor to give these kids. They must really be good. Where, where do these Where do these guys come from? That, that we call them children, but these uh, these high schoolers. Where do they come from?
1: Um, I I don't know a whole lot of the back backstory on the on that. Um, I would head over to the um, Paul Green Rock Academy website. Uh-huh. And yeah, I think it's .com, and check it out. There's all sorts of information about it. Um, there's some videos up there, I think, that you can see as well.
0: Sure. Okay, well, I just I just didn't know if they were from this surrounding area, where they went on tour. With uh, they being, do. Uh, uh,
1: like right now, they're doing uh, – so they're going to end at Rosfest. They're doing six shows or five shows prior to Rossfest. Uh, most of them are in Florida, but I think they start off in Georgia on this tour. Okay. Uh, they they play the Midwest, they play the East Coast, the West Coast. They they pretty much, you know, get out there. And I think what he does is I think he probably gets people together that are from certain areas.
0: I, right. I'm not sure. Okay. That's all right. We we you go to the site and find out more about that. So so someone who comes to the festival is gonna hear some covers, obviously, but they're they're gonna hear some original music.
1: Yes, John Anderson is known for, for you know covering it. I mean, he's done a lot of work over the years. Sure. Not just with Yes, but solo albums and projects with other bands. So you will be hearing a lot of that from, from him as well. But a lot of originals, but a lot of Yes music. So it's going to be a nice combination, I think, of, of, of different things. Um, and then Sunday night, our final night, we've got more amazing bands. You have Head With Wings. Based out of New York, they're um, definitely fall under the alternative prog art rock kind of feel. Uh, same with the Tea Club; they're out of Boston, if I'm correct. And uh, so it starts off at 11 with Head with Wings, two with the Tea Club, 5 p.m. Pattern Seeking Animals. Now this is going to be their very first show ever, and their fir- their third album comes out April 1st. Oh, really. So that's interesting. This first live performance is pattern-seeking animals, but I don't want people to freak out, and I'll tell you why. Because their alter ego is Spock's beard. Okay. So all the all the members of Pattern Seeking Animals are from Spock's beard, current or past. So these guys have been working together and touring for decades. In fact, they've, Spock's beard has played Rod, has played at Rosfest uh, multiple times um th- it's just under this name that they're going to be the first time right um, they're going to have the same quality as if they were spock's if they were going under the spock's Beard category um they're just going to knock it out of the park um and then you got dave kersner's all-star band uh prog band and dave kersner's from miami he's known in the music world and highly regarded in the music world. Um, he's worked with Genesis. Yep. And yes, uh, just to name a few bands. He's also worked with Sound of Contact, which is Simon Collins's band. Simon Collins is Phil Collins's son from Genesis.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay.
1: Um, you got Durga McBroom, who's going to be doing backing vocals from Pink Floyd. You got Billy Sherwood on bass, who, uh, plays for, um, yes, uh, Circa and many other bands. Asia, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick De Virgilio who is, you know, from Big Big Train and oh my god, that list goes on if you did a, a Google search on him it would just be crazy. Um,
0: you no, know, it's like you you're putting all these names out there and these are all seasoned veterans that have been correct. successful in an industry that is galactically difficult to get traction in. And so it's so so you have some real names that are coming into this festival and they've put together new bands and they're putting out some of the covers that they're they're covering some of their music, but they're also putting out a lot of new material for the um, concert goes to go to.
1: Correct. So Dave Kirzner, even though it's an all-star prog band, these a lot of these musicians that are gonna be with him have been on various recordings with him. So it's gonna be a lot of original material, but Again, yes, they will be covering some other stuff. So we may hear some Pink Floyd or we may hear some yes. I, who knows? Cool. Um, he promises to really uh, close out the night, close out the festival with some big surprises. So we'll, we'll see.
0: That's great. What about the after festival party, after the, the Ross Fest after show parties? What What's that about?
1: Uh, well, the after shows are... The thing, the thing about you got to understand about Ross Fest, which is different about than any other festival or concert I've ever been to in my entire life. I've been to blues festivals and jazz festivals, right. rock festivals, and those festivals normally are a handful of friends that get together and they go, "Hey, let's go to Coachella this weekend because you're know, right. out." And you want to go to Coachella because there's a big festival out there, and you go with five of your closest friends. Or roommates or you know whatever with Prague especially this festival it's a family affair so these people look forward to coming down to gather and hang out and socialize and talk about their favorite bands and their favorite shows and their favorite food and 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 all these things that that makes people friends uh it's it really is a social event more than anything, and even though they're coming to Rossfest for the music, right. that's on the cake. That's not right. the main course. The main course is the socializing. But I mean, don't, don't get me, don't let me sell the the concert short because the concert is 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 the reason they're coming. But it's really the icing on the cake when it comes down to it. So um, the after show parties are have really grown over the years and um it's really where people can get together at the end of the night and they can talk about their favorite show that day they can get caught up with current affairs of you know you know oh susie had a baby or whatever <laughs> um, it, 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 everyone talks about different things you know um cool. but it's, it's good to get together and just hang out and be with people that you, you've known for years and years and years Uh, I remember the first year I went to RozFest was 2012. It was in Gettysburg. And I knew all these people through social media like Facebook and MySpace. And the first year there, I felt like royalty. Everyone wanted to, you know, meet me, just like I wanted to meet everyone that I knew on social media. And it was like, you know, and then you kind of become part of this family. and so. Rossfest is a family uh, of, of not only just the musicians that are performing, but it's also a family of the people that come out and support
0: the art. That is, that's really cool. It, I, I was just curious, on the after-show parties, do the bands show up there?
1: They do. I, I can't tell you if they're going to show up this time. I We never know who's going to show up. Um, in the past, we've had after-show jams and stuff. We're trying something different this year because um, we've had over the years people have said, you know, well, it'd be nice you know, we've just been through twelve hours of music or fourteen hours of music. It would Be nice just to have, just you know, a space where we can all get together, have a few drinks, sit down, relax, and just you know, reflect on uh, on on the day. So we're trying something new this year. We're going. We're not going to have any any live bands, but you know, I've heard that before, right? So you never know was going to show up with an acoustic guitar or or something and that you're know, they're gonna start singing occup you just don't know. Um but yes yes uh the musicians do show up to these things where they're encouraged to come and, and, and hang out and socialize with their you know fans and stuff so
0: of course everybody uh, wants to get a photograph with uh somebody like John Anderson or Nick Katona. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you, you just don't know. I mean right Group and, and, and groupies come in all shapes and sizes and ages, too, right? They do. They yeah, do. they do. I think the
1: other thing is I think people right now are ready to, to get back out there. I mean, this COVID thing, this epidemic has been so tremendously hard on everyone. And we're just now just over two years into this. And I think people are ready to get out there
0: and feel alive again. Yeah. World. Some normalcy. You're absolutely right. And uh, no, I was very, very, uh, I've been in Florida for eight years now coming down from the Cincinnati area. And so I've just been, we've missed a lot of it down here just because of the stance that our, our governor took and whatnot. But when you, particularly when you come to Florida, you know, Florida is a party state. It's beaches and clubs and, you know, people, you know, or Disney, you know, people want to have a good time and take some of their you know, their entertainment dollars and go to festivals like Rozfest. and so it sounds like it's going to be a wonderful festival i'm definitely going to be there where do people get tickets people can go to rosfest.org and there's a ticket link you just click
1: on that and it'll redirect you to um there's a long bunch of numbers and stuff so yeah. just go to rosfest.org forward slash tickets
0: or just yep. go to rosfest.org and uh, I'm actually you, I'm actually on that site right now, and you could buy one day tickets, single day tickets, uh, or you can buy three day tickets. They have uh, blue diamond membership. They have platinum membership. So gold membership. So like in, in typical fashion, there's several different levels that uh, people can buy and really make it a weekend event if they want to.
1: Correct. Uh, so the membership thing that you just brought up—that's that's a way for. Uh, we have a lot of longtime members that are sponsors or have, have sponsored or um, supported the festival over the years. And we've always had the platinum and the gold ticket memberships. This year, or yeah, and this year we added the Blue Diamond, which is something that uh, we felt that you're, you, you already believe in supporting the festival. Why not do something... Um, and, and get something in return. So, any of the blue diamond people that donated uh, towards the festival, the membership, right. which was a thousand dollars, they get to go to a private dinner. Some of the entertainers may or may not be there. They will be there, but okay. They, I'll just say that. Um, now we're going to have some. We're going to have some of the some some special guests there. Uh, we can't divulge who's going to be there but we are going to have some very special guests. Um, And the blue diamond people also not only get a beautiful dinner at a a really nice restaurant, they also get uh, stuff that no one else will get. They'll get a special t-shirt designed just for them. They'll get a plaque, uh, a commemorative plaque. Uh, I believe this year is an acrylic plaque, which is really nice. Um, And, and they'll get a bunch of other stuff as well. But uh, so that that's, that's the platinum there's a, there's a gold membership, which is where it starts off with if you want to show your support, and that's $350. And everything up to the gold membership, all the memberships, your money is deductible because we are a non-for-profit. That's right. So, all $250 is deductible on your taxes. So well, that's great. See and see a festival and still be able to write it off.
0: That's great. Yes, that's great. And it's really supporting the arts and having a great week and whatnot. Nick, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, and I certainly hope to have you guys on next year as well. Definitely. We'd love to be here. righty, Thanks again. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect.